Welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck, and we're in a series on the seven deadly sins. I want to tell you something that was a, a, a shock for me. I mean, I'm a genuine surprise shock is when I began to start doing counseling with people, I did not realize how this deadly sin was so pervasive and so destructive. I probably knew how destructive it was. I just didn't realize how widespread it was, how many people this was literally ruining their life. And uh, so we all probably struggle with this to one degree or another, but the danger is it almost can become something that takes over your life to the point that it ruins almost every relationship, if not every relationship you have, uh, ruins your job, ruins your potential, ruins so much. And it's such a deadly sin. Uh, and even though there are people who have it in check, it's underneath the surface. It's kind of brewing there, which brings us to Pastor Craig and his <laughs> deadly sin, which is wrath. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say that wrath for me is really broken up into two categories for me. It was, this is going to, this is, I, I fully recognize that what I'm about to say right now, there's going to be a lot of people listening to this saying, I'm so glad that. I am not Pastor Craig's kid, um, but I'm going to break this up into two two categories. Um, that uh, the wrath that I experienced uh, and lived before I had kids, and then after having kids. Um, a lot of times, the Bible talks about uh, uh, like pouring wrath out on people. Um, you talk about God's wrath pouring out on people, His justice. Um, mine actually, I'm actually great with other people. The the wrath that I experience is more like self inflicted. Um, and so before I had kids, I would get mad at like inanimate objects because I would be working. I love working with my hands. And if something wasn't going the way that I, like I would get frustrated with the thing. And I, I, and everybody talks about like, what's the thing behind the thing. And for me, it's, it's control. It's, I, I can't control this like circumstance. I can't control this object that I'm working on this thing. And then I had kids and um, that slowly began to shift. And the thing that I wrestle with now is, um, is, you know, my wife and I, we look at our kids as the greatest stewardship opportunity that we have in our lifetime. Yeah. Uh, more important than like how we steward our time, our money, our stuff. Um, we, I believe we will be held into high account for how we steward. They're ultimately God's kids mm -hmm. and he's entrusted them to us. And so I look at that and I think, down deep, deep in below the surface in my life, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself. And a lot of that stems from being worried about oftentimes what other people think. And if my kids act out or my kids like have a tantrum or they, they throw a fit or something like that, I suddenly become aware of, I wonder what other people would say. And so I will, I will get frustrated at my kids. And again, what does it go back to for me? It goes back to control and I can't control my kids, a lot of the times, mm -hmm. what's so interesting is both my kids are completely different. They're so different. Uh, my daughter, she like, she will, you just look at her and let her know like by words or a look that you're disappointed in her and she will just be wrecked. Mm -hmm. Like she's like, I'm so sorry. Like I let you down. And then my son, you tell him you same thing. You know, you think about like, Kate, I'm we're really disappointed in you. Like you give him that look and he's like, I don't care. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't care. Tell you know, does his face look like I care? Um, and and it's so different and it's so hard. And I'm not I'm not, and, uh, I'm not like my son in that way because um, he doesn't give a rip like what other people think. Um, and and so what's interesting with him is I've had to learn to temper 
expectations of myself and of my kids. Chuck, you mentioned this in a podcast um, early on about, um, about uh, uh, parents being able to let go so that their kids can live. I'll never forget this. This was actually just a couple of months ago. Uh, we were hanging out with some people at church, and, um, and one of the, one of the uh, worship leaders asked uh, my, my son, hey, what's the first thing that you think about when you think about your dad? And Cade, before he could even finish the sentence, Cade goes, oh, my dad is the one that always says no. Like that was the thing that he said. And I like sit there and like defense mechanism, I'm laughing and I'm like, oh yeah. Like, uh, but inside I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be known. Like, you know, granted in every like parenting relationship, every mom and dad, like you've got one parent that says yes. And the other one says no, like I'm definitely the no parent, but for my kids to like, that's how they define me. Like, so it's caused me a lot to uh, reflect on the way that I'm, that I'm interacting, uh, being able to like push pause before I have a reaction to something or how I even begin to think about and process a situation. And honestly, the person that holds me in check the most is my wife. Like she is so patient and she's so nurturing and, and she's such an incredible caregiver and she's loving and she's so, she is so patient and I'm the very opposite of patient. <laughs> and, um, and she keeps me in check a lot. And so I think it's something that I think as I've noticed it in the last few years, I definitely think it's become something that I've been able to work on, but I have to wake up every single morning. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I've, here we go ready or not, and I have to be ready to expect the unexpected, and a lot, it always starts with me first, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would think that one of the things that, you know, we know that your, your issue is wrath. Uh, we had you talk about lust because that's a profession that you mm-hmm. battle, but you could not be effective in what you do if you let wrath take over, am Correct. I right? Mm. Absolutely, and I'll tell you, it's, it's like, I feel like you just figuring out the balance when you're, like I said before, we shared back when we were talking about lust, you're sitting in a brothel with a man, he has paid for sex with so many women, he's taken advantage of their situation, these women are so vulnerable, and like, it, like there's sometimes, like there's this knot in my throat, and I was like, Oh my gosh. But I, and, but, and coming to just in the, even in that moment, I have to tune everything out. Even the person who's talking to me to be like, God, Mm. you have got to get this knot out of my throat because I can't lose it right now. Mm. I cannot lose it or I'm going to lose this. I'm going to lose all of it. I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to get kicked out of this place, you know? And I mean, and and I will say it's not just with that. It's even when I'm, when I'm back in my office and we're dealing with cases like, like, it, it's, I mean, this has happened many times, but it was actually right before I left. Uh, we were dealing with a, um, just before I came home for a sabbatical, uh, we had a case where there was, a, it was a father abusing his daughter. And I was like, oh, okay. And that, that took me back. I mean, my, my brother Vince has been very, very open about his testimony. He was sexually abused um, as a young kid. So that to me is like, that's like the ultimate Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I got I to really control myself in those situations. And it happened right before I left, and there was nothing I could do. I had my plane ticket booked, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, so what, what do we do? Like, oh, my gosh. And, it was, and I was finding, like, it was hot inside and just, like, rocks all over. Like, it was just, like, the most painful thing to be like, I can't do something to help this child right now. 
and again, it was wrath on myself, turning all that onto myself. And I just, I was like, okay, like, and I'm gonna leave this country right now. I'm gonna be gone for a few months and I don't know what the heck to do. So I had, and that was, I needed to entrust that my staff would be there for her, be there for this little girl. And they have been, they have been. This girl is now safe. This girl is now, but like, but the feeling of it happening in that moment and I couldn't do a thing having to, and, and yeah, that was that. And, and I go through that a lot. We have a lot of cases and even um, more recently, um, we've had a lot of cases of elderly women and that has, that like, yeah, that, that's been another, that's been a whole nother level of just despair inside of me, right. you know? And I mean, <clears throat> and to, to know that these women are grandmothers that are out there doing anything they can for their child. It's like the wrath inside of me is like, I will do anything for you to just be a grandma. Yeah. That's all you're supposed to be right now is just a grandma. And so we started our sewing program because little grannies are supposed to sew and knit. That's <laughs> all they're supposed to do. So now we have this program, which is great, but we're still meeting so many, so many women in their fifties and sixties that are being exploited that they, it does the wrath inside of me is like, who is abusing these women? Who is, and again, but it is something that I have to control and it's hard. Yeah. It is hard to control it. Yeah, and James 1 is very clear. The wrath of man does not produce the righteousness right, of God. Right. Yeah. So parents who uh, are, are wrathful on their kids probably get a result in the moment. They think, oh, it worked. Well, it doesn't work. Right. On the long haul, it doesn't Absolutely work. Absolutely not. Uh, but I know that you struggle with wrath, right? Yeah, it's so I went to Thailand on vacation, right? Um, and I knew that I was going to see things. You didn't come see me? I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Are you mad? <laughs> I'm feeling wrath. <laughs> but I knew that I was going to see things that I that I wasn't prepared for. And I knew that, I mean, I, I'm the type where I wanted to like burn the country to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll, how how this, the, the systems in this country um, lift up the industry. And so I'm like, okay, let's just tear the system down right now with fire and brimstone, like, I, under, I just understand the flood that God wiped everyone out to begin with because of how terrible things are. And um, I remember Missy having to tell me beforehand, part of your training is there's, there's two types of brokenness that you're dealing with, and it's the brokenness of the people being exploited, but it's also the brokenness of the people doing the exploiting yep, it is. because a person who's whole and not broken wouldn't do that. And so I had to... Um, I had to control the anger and really uh, dig deep into the compassion to be like, okay, where's my sympathy right now for this, this people group that is, has their own brokenness and this is how they're dealing with it. But I tend to be more passive aggressive than full on wrathful anger. And so I will hold it all in and, uh, and let it simmer, you know, and then it'll explode randomly. Like for the most like minuscule things, mm -hmm. it'll, that's when my anger will explode. Yeah. Those are and the I'm scariest like, kinds of wrathful people. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Right. Yeah. I'm like, how dare you give me the spoon and to ask me to put it in the dishwasher when oh. you can just put it in the dishwasher. It's right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I, think, I think what's, what's, what's uh, especially deadly about this particular sin is it's got to be the one that is um, probably seen the most um, out of outburst yes, and, yeah. and lashing out, yeah. especially, you know, uh, eventually like for someone who's maybe passive aggressive, like that begins to bubble up and brew and, right. you know, and all of a sudden that explodes. But for someone that isn't, I'm not passive aggressive. Same, um, yeah. and so that will just <laughs> naturally come out. The, the terrifying part and it's the thing that I've noticed that has caused me to have to really, really try and keep this in check is, uh, it's, it's like monkey see monkey do my, like I'm seeing my own kids now mm. lash out in ways that I, that I have, and I see that responsibility. And here I am saying, I look at my 
at raising my kids as the most significant stewardship opportunity, and I'm so focused on that that I'm missing the repercussions of the way that I'm acting oh. and the way that I'm, I'm, I'm not being patient with them in the way that I know that I ought to be. Right. And you see that, and it's so, it's so, it's, it's so uh, seen outwardly so often that um, it's, it, you see it begin to replicate in your own kids, and that's where it really starts to haunt you a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree because, you know, the bottom line is you watch your kids begin to, to do something they've caught more than been taught. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, and wrath is that way. I think anger and wrath can be infectious. It can infect other people yeah, in yeah. very, very scary ways. Um, and sad to say, I know of two churches that could be amazing churches, but their senior pastors, um, and both of whom I know, uh, they were considered tough leaders. Well, tough meant they were abrasive, they were mean. If you were ever called into their office, then you know, you, and I'm not thinking, wait, that doesn't sound like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like if Jesus oh, were yeah. leading the church, yeah. would it be, oh, I was called in Jesus's office. I'm in, <laughs> you know, but, but no, but everyone, they, they made a big deal about how good they were because of that. Wow. They were so mean and t- well, then both of them pretty much ruined wow. uh, a lot of lives. Um, yeah. People who work with them, churches, the whole thing. And, uh, and you've seen that in your profession. You've watched people just destroying um, so much, right? Yeah, because really, because wrath is really out of control anger. Mm-hmm. And so if it's out of control, then we're not in control, even though we're trying to control something else. So, yeah. so when we can't control, then we're trying to control somebody else. And that's what makes it such a terrible sin and why it's one of the major sins is because we are, we are pouring out our wrath on somebody that really, and, and the, the other, to me, the big sin of wrath is it's not being honest with how we really feel, what's really going right. on, because typically it's hurt. Well, you hurt yeah. for these people. Mm. But we're not going to share our hurt because that's too vulnerable, right? I don't want to be vulnerable. Oh, totally. I'm going to show you my anger instead. Mm-hmm. You know, when our kid disappoints us or embarrasses us, instead of saying, I'm embarrassed that you're having a temper tantrum in the middle of Kroger's, you know, we don't, <laughs> we don't own that and, and be sympathetic. We just move right to anger. Right. And that's where that's, I love that God identifies that as so sinful because we're not to have that kind of uh, unrighteous anger. And mm-hmm. the wrath right. is that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I see that a lot, and people justify it. I mean, I literally have a, a, a husband yelling at his wife, and then right after he says, I love you. And, like, I look at him, and I say, you do not love, please do not tell me that you love her. Yeah. Don't lie to me right now. You don't love her when you just said that. He goes, well, I just kind of do it because I do love her. It's like, no, that's not how love is. And we have a distortion of that. Mm-hmm. Like, we yell at our kids and say it's loving, and it's not. Or these leaders, which I know you're talking about, they would say I'm, it's a loving thing to do, and I'm saying you are so distorted. Mm-hmm. That's not a loving thing to do. And that's what wrath does. It blinds us to our own emotion, and, and the carnage around us is horrific. Yeah, I am, um, you know, I've heard too often a parent say to a child, why did you make me act like that? And I'm like, whoa, yeah, right. whoa, you're the parent. Yeah. You know, that kid never yeah. had control over you right. uh, that way. But then the kid begins to take on not only the anger of the wounding of it, but now all of a sudden it's their fault. Yeah. And, uh, or I've watched a lot of uh, very, very godly Christian women uh, look and say, I can't live like this anymore. I'm too afraid. I'm too afraid. And wow. by the way, I, I think too often we're judgmental on that. We're acting like, no, you should hang in there. Well, they don't, you yeah. know, we don't realize what they're going through. Yeah. 
Uh, and I know that, you know, you and I have dealt with that more than once. But the Bible is very, very clear. The wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So interestingly, what's the virtue that God wants to give? It's one that is incredible. It's called patience. Uh, and believe it or not, you can be more patient. Everybody can be more patient. And when you're more patient in the end, you always look back going, wow, that was better. Uh, I, I can't imagine anybody ever looking back going, I'm really sorry I was patient. Uh, maybe that's you because you struggle with wrath. But anyway, uh, we want to talk to you about that this weekend, so don't miss out on that. And next week, we get to one of the deadly sins that we've really got to hone in on, we've really got to talk about. So join us next week for What's Up with Pastor Chuck when we deal with Lauren's deadly sin. <laughs> so we'll see you then.